What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Today is the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what they say. Is it light at the end of the tunnel? Man. Yeah, the start, uh, the the a glimmer of hope, lah. Yeah, yeah. Because today is December fourteenth, and uh, there was a huge, huge announcement uh, earlier today. Mm. Before we get into that, uh, how how how's the how's the how was your weekend, Terence? Weekend was good. In fact, uh, it was just bolstered by the announcement of this announcement, uh, which is uh, they did it like a whole day in advance. So it was <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, everyone was very excited on Sunday when when they said, "Oh, PM Lee is going to talk on Monday at five PM." And then all the you know the WhatsApp just started going crazy. Everyone's like, "Oh, you know, tomorrow's going to be announcement of phase three or four or five, whatever it is." Yeah, and the way they they posted it also was like you know they just showed the the picture of the podium right, the empty mm. podium without Lee Sien Long. Oh, they're picking up their their social media game getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was pretty exciting. Everyone was like. Even we even us we wanted to record a podcast, but because of the announcement, we decided let's wait wait you on it what? a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, let's wait on it. Yeah, so so we that that's gonna be the focus of our podcast today. Yeah. Uh but in the meantime, we we someone pointed out on the on the last episode that we didn't do our weekly plug because oh, we yes. were so focused on talking Correct. about our new little new little project called Folklory. Yes, you can check correct. it out at folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-O-I. Yeah. We are in the midst of doing our beta testing. Uh, thank you so much to the beta testers and we will have more mm-hmm. updates in due time. But yes. in the meantime, what is our weekly plug, Terence? The, if this podcast has touched you emotionally in any way uh, from listening to any part of it, or even just found it funny, please tell one person about it. And also, please go and join our subreddit and join in discussions there. Yeah. And as always, anything we mention that has a URL will be in the show notes. Uh, I'm still waiting for the, someone to just let us know that they got asked like, directly because of our podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have one one uh, case study volunteered by someone on our subreddit. But please, yeah. anyone, share the love, man. Yeah. Share the love. I, I mean, this is purely Harish. Like, I'm not... I'm not I have no fixation <laughs> with people, what people yes. do in their bedrooms. But Harish it is purely Harish me. It's has, purely me. Yep. He has a strange fixation with what people do in their bedrooms. <laughs> like like all the anti LGBT people and all. But what all, all the anti LGBT? <laughs> hey, don't put words in my mouth. Huh? You know, you know why we always hear people say, right, make love, not war. Mm-hmm. And if I can do something that is helping people make love, why not? What what is there not to cherish? Cherish, yes, Come on, but, not, man. but no, don't be fixated on it that you need to know when exactly <laughs> they made love. Yeah, I don't need to know part. when exactly. Yeah. I just need validation la, that I'm helping people make love. Mm, That's all. Yeah. That's all. Correct, correct. Speaking of uh, you know, making love <laughs> and being happy, I think also a lot of people on the subreddit were commenting that they really enjoyed our last interview with Auntie Toy Vonian. Uh, even though it was, yeah, it was just an interview slash discussion about about the current state of cinema. Uh, but they mm. found it really funny. Yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty cool. Because uh, yeah. I was, yeah, because I, I, I was like, this is, um, yeah, you know, he, Finnish people can be kind of awkward and Singaporeans also can be kind of awkward. So what happens when two of the world's most awkward <laughs> yeah, uh, populations like- <laughs> come together? And it turned out to be quite funny. So, so that's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and auntie is a sweet guy lah. Uh, he is a really sweet guy. So yeah. so shout out to him for that. Yeah. But but what is the? I mean now on to the monumental uh, announcement. Actually, I think it's only monumental because. Now, watching Lee Hsien Loong deliver an address to the nation, I think it stirs mm. up a lot of emotions in people because Correct. we all remember earlier in the year, mm. I think it was early April when there was announcement and people were losing their minds thinking, oh, fuck, is it going to be a lockdown? And it ended up being a lockdown. But you know that emotion where, fuck, this is the first time Lee Hsien Loong is addressing the nation and it's not the NDP rally or something and it's going to really affect our lives like immediately. Yep, yep. I think, right. yeah. So and we've had like about five five addresses by him since then I think. Oh, that many uh. I can't, I've lost count Four? already but yeah, probably somewhere around there lah, yeah. Yeah, but did anything about today's announcement surprise you? I mean, okay. Uh, Essentially, I think everyone knows yeah. by now like we are entering phase 3. Yeah, yeah, correct. But anything uh, surprised you? Yeah, I think one thing immediate, the most immediate thing was that Lee Hsien Loong looks like he lost a lot of weight ah. Uh. And uh, not just him also, but even like I look at Chan Chun Sing also, he's lost the the circuit breaker pounds he put on her. His suit is like <laughs> very loose also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite. I, I think I think it's quite admirable that that you know everyone's like uh, either exercising or, or you know watching their diets even r- during this period lah. Huh? You don't think it's just because of stress or anything? I mean, it could be. It could be. Of course, it could be. But I would like to think that you know. I mean, they're both from the military and all that. They, they love to run IPPT and all these things. I'm sure they, they you know, looked at ways to improve their health over the last few months as well, Maybe they just who who's the minister who likes to run a lot, ah? Bayam King, is it? No, 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 no. Bayam no. King. That's our the Speaker of Parliament, uh, Tan Chuan Jin. Tan Tan Chuan Jin. Yeah, Bayam King is the TikTok king. Dude, yes, I'm yes, watching. Yes. I've seen some of his TikToks and it's fucking ridiculous, man. How do they keep? I don't know. I just find it like, uh, I mean, it just feels like one of those just latching onto trends for the sake of latching onto trends. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, where's Tan? Like, where's someone like Tan Chuan Jin? He can be quite funny on Twitter or Facebook, mm. uh, and I think he's kind of embracing the platform, lah. But got it, got it. Let's not digress. The yes. the focus is phase three. So that was the only yes. thing that surprised you. Lee Sen Lung looked like he lost weight. Um, I mean that's the most that's the first thing that that, that surprised me. But but, mm. but what what was it? What what surprised you? What what surprised you? Mind that mind that it like the surprised me that phase three is opening between Christmas and New Year. Ah, because that's a very contentious topic actually. Yeah, like what I mean, I know between us, uh, outside of the podcast, we both were kind of like. I think it was uh, you. You were the one who pointed mm. out to me first that okay, it, it feels like it's going to happen before Christmas for mm. various reasons, mm. like. And then I realized, you know, like yeah, as much as Singapore is supposed to be secular, is it really secular? Does mm. does certain groups have uh, a bit more lobbying power? And then mm. I became fucking convinced that it is going to happen before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but then now, now it's like after Christmas, but before New Year's. Yeah. So it just feels like uh. If you're doing it after Christmas, are mm. you trying to avoid the Christmas celebrations, the gatherings? But then people are going to gather for New Year's, mm. right? Correct, so correct. it feels like maybe it was going to be before Christmas and then they're like, oh shit, this could uh, make people talk even more because it's the first first kind of religious holiday that is going to be open compared to every other religious holiday. Is that going to cause some stuff? But if you do it after New Year's, then, oh, the we're not... Some people are not going to be happy and blah. So just mm. okay, let's put it in the middle. 
But but that's so that was I thought, what I found surprising. Yeah, uh, I found it surprising, but I also thought it was a masterstroke. You know, I thought it was like genius, lah, because they 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 basically killed two birds with one stone. In a sense, they made everything like they made it look fair. Because you remember when mm. when when all the COVID restric- restrictions first started, there was a lot of uh, uh, there there was some there was some uh, anger in, in certain communities about why Chinese New Year was untouched, and after that Hari Raya was was you know compromised and everything. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and then you know every year around November December, Deepavali and Christmas lights, that question always comes up like, Why are department yeah, stores yeah, playing Christmas correct, songs? Correct. And then next week is Deepavali. Why don't we celebrate Deepavali? Why are the lights going up in November? And then isn't Deepavali also uh, a recognized holiday in Singapore? Blah, blah blah blah. So 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 they avoided all that by just like okay, we're gonna open up. We're gonna open up after the religious, the actual religious holiday. And we're open, but we're open still during the fest. It's like a festive period, right? Like before New mm. Year. So you can still have your, you know, post-Christmas celebrations, which a lot of people have planned, I'm sure. You know, the days within Christmas and, and New Year's. Mm. And, and, and and like, yeah, there's nothing uh, religious about New Year's Eve. Lah. Not, it's not so tied to religion. Or, so it happens that, there, you know, there are celebrations that people can't say, oh, we're being unfair and all that. Lah. So I thought it was really genius. Lah. Mm, that's true uh, because now now people can't say hey you know you like what you say like the Christmas lights and all now yeah. in, in some way the go- the government is saying that okay you know all those religious holidays all of you will be cannot uh, enjoy more than five people together but the one celebration which is not tied to any religion we let mm. everyone celebrate exactly exactly god damn it and I mean, I'm, the, I'm not saying God damn it. I'm saying that's a, that that is cool that New Year's, uh, New Year's can celebrate with eight people, and there won't be one person who has to leave their partner at home or something. So yeah. it's an even number. That's good. Yeah. Um. But, what, but I guess what, I was just getting ready to shit on what. What, what do you think? What? Number eight. Why eight and not like ten? Because if, if previously it was five, then why not just like double it to ten or something? Why eight? Why so? Specific? I think that would be too much of a leap. You're going from single digit to double digit. Mm. So so if, you know so because then why not nine nine also okay right? because nine feels like a weird number eh? it's <laughs> it's like you know when you you take exam last time if you get ninety nine out of hundred versus yeah I don't know like ninety ninety nine just feels like ugh fuck you know mm. why can't you just make it one more and, and nine, almost feels like, okay nine, from yeah from nine to ten everyone will just keep saying yeah yeah close one eye like close one eye one more person yeah la, but correct, from eight yeah. to ten that's like a jump that's like inviting one more couple to your to your party yeah. right yeah yeah and then if it's seven then it feels like huh again odd number mm-hmm. you know fucking maybe like they really like the number eight because it's eight people starting on twenty eight oh yes correct that's like is lucky eight a lucky number, number? yeah yeah in Chinese eight, eight is a lucky number yeah, yeah two eight eight yeah eight on twenty eight oh. yeah. Eight oh, or twenty eight, uh. Someone with twenty twenty, so the year is twenty. Twenty eight, eight. Twenty eight. Fuck, cheap. Fuck, yeah. I, I tell oh, you, Shopback oh. or some some fucking platform <laughs> is gonna have some some uh, sale, uh, You know, eight or twenty eight. Buy eight products for twenty eight dollars or I some shit like that. Gummit Singh dancing, <laughs> Ronaldo in the background. <laughs> two eight eight. Two eight. Two eight. Two eight. Uh, some nonsense like that, uh. Yeah, two eight eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah because but, even but, even eight. Yeah, because if you think about it, we went from circuit breaker to okay, people can gather. It went from zero to five. It mm. almost feels like a logarithmic scale uh, that you know you are increasing at a decelerating rate. Yeah. So yeah, so you go from five to eight, then maybe nine, 
Then, I mean, five to eight is a jump of three. So the next one, maybe eight to 10. And then mm. once you're in double digits, it feels like you go from double digit to double digit makes more sense. So yeah, I think yeah, after okay. that, maybe 10. But, but were you going to say something? No, I was just saying yeah, eight is a reasonable, reasonable number. Assume that, you know, there's a family of two or three or four people. You add eight to that, you're already, you're already in double digit territory, right? Yeah, I guess, I mean, do you think, I think people might have to get used to social gatherings, like, you know, your Chinese New Year celebration mm. where you get like, I don't know, how many people are in like a, a house when you go visiting for Chinese New Year? Oh, easily like, can be 20, can be. 30, you know, yeah. So yeah, it, so I think people, limiting yeah. it actually is a nice thing, I guess. People actually have no, to and like schedule and be, you have to actually turn up when your allotted time is given to you. La. <laughs> yeah. And like New New Year's gatherings now, I mean, eight people feels like a nice number. Five was always a bit, fuck all la, because someone can't bring their partner. In some way, that could be good because you can just tell your partner, oh, you know, just sorry, five people yeah, can't yeah, come. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's if you, of course, I would never do that in case yeah. my uh, <clears throat> my girlfriend's listening. Uh, but uh, if if eight is, a, is like an even number, it feels nice and it's a nice number that I think doesn't scare people off. Uh. Because mm. nine, yeah, nine feels weird. But then, the one thing he also said is that you know these restrictions might go on for a year. And when he said that, even though it makes sense, mm. even though I could have foreseen it, when he said that, I was like, huh? Really? Oh. Yeah. Actually, um, I I would I would say that uh, it's not very different from what I've been hearing around other places, lah. And and I think although it seems like a very different kind of example, uh, the most recent UFC uh pay per view event. To happen mm. over the weekend and then after all these UFC events one thing I love to do is to watch the press conference after because the boss of the UFC Dana White will come out and he's like probably the most like straight talking um, sports executive I have ever seen in on you know anywhere la. basically he talks about how his which you know he talks about things like which which fighters he's gonna fire who he thinks should, shouldn't be fighting anymore who he thinks should retire and stuff like that but he also like at the same time in this COVID year, he's also done some of the boldest things that any sport have has done. Uh. Like, you know, I talked about mm. how they set up the Fight Island community, uh, Fight Island bubble in Abu Dhabi, and then that which enabled international fighters to fly to Abu Dhabi and, and be quar- and sort of quarantined from the rest of the population and then to just go for the fight and then leave. Uh. So, so he's done mm. a lot of crazy things like that. And obviously, he's been talking to a lot of governments and 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 you know heads of state and all that in order to get these things happening la. so mm. during the, the latest press conference he said you know at the start of 2020 like if anybody asked me if i'll be doing a fire island all that kind of stuff i'll be like uh you know you're, uh, that's crazy you know it's not gonna happen and and all i kept saying throughout the whole year was like i, I can't wait for this year to be over but looking at things now it looks like 2021 is going to be exactly the same so if you know someone who's heading up a Billion, you know, billion dollar kind of a sports organization that is talking to other countries to organize events and stuff like that is saying something like that. Uh. I think it also mm. it's also a prediction. It's also he probably has also some inf- inside information about how things are gonna be for for the foreseeable future. Uh. So, so yeah. I I wasn't too surprised in the sense that I I, I understood that hmm, seems like twenty twenty one. I mean, you look at every other country that has experienced a second wave and everything, it's it's just getting worse and worse. La. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. I think I was listening to the BBC podcast uh, earlier today and I was shocked to realise that fucking Germany is going into strict lockdown. Mm. South Korea is, while still having numbers that are not super high, um, they are 
calling it like an emergency is mm. I think level three, the highest level of uh, social distancing. I know Vietnam had their first COVID case or death a few days ago. So that has jeopardized all travel uh, out of and into Vietnam because now you need to do uh, quarantine. So yeah, so I think I do. I think Singapore right now is in a bubble, uh, which is great that that we have our situation is not that bad. But yeah. it feels like you know, South Korea, Germany. There were so many countries that were doing well, but now I think complacency kicked in and yeah. is fucking hitting a second wave. And Singapore just feels like, oh shit, is this bubble gonna burst? Yeah, I mean, um, look at Hong Kong. So right, we were about to do a literal travel bubble with them, but now it's been yeah. postponed to like next year already. So. Yeah. This is what I wanted to ask you. Do you feel, um, because there was one sentiment I did see online that when people were discussing this issue, do you feel a sense of pride and the fact that Singapore is at this point where we're actually opening up towards you know towards the end of the year versus other countries which even UK where Christmas is a big deal everything you know they went to lockdown at the end of October and stuff like that. Do you feel mm. a sense of pride? That that you know, oh, we've come so far because we've sacrificed a lot and all that. Uh if I think about it, yes. But if you ask me emotionally, did I feel it then? No. Mm. Yeah. Why? Why? Why, why? Why do you think about? Why, why only when you think about it? Because yeah, like, it is a fucking monumental feat that we started off well, then we had some hiccups. Mm. Uh, the whole world was going to shit. Uh, some countries recovered and went re- recovered and went to shit. And for us, thankfully, after our first few hiccups, we doubled down. The policies were fast, swift, and uh, yeah, like, the numbers fucking dipped a lot. Uh, and objectively, if you take a step back, I mean, now you go to town on weekends. Uh, you go out. Aside from the mass, it feels like. I don't know, it feels like close to pre-COVID. Maybe mm. we've been so desensitized. So I think uh, it is a huge achievement. But while listening to it, uh, I didn't feel that same same tickle in my loins that I felt when I watched other things that have made me proud to be Singaporean. Mm-hmm. Did you? Um, I mean, initially I didn't because I felt like all, all I did was just stay home and get fat. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't uh, do as much as I wanted to this whole year. Uh, but, but you also, yeah, you also, yeah, yeah, yeah go on. No, but, but but the truth is like, um, you see a lot of other countries that are having so much trouble, uh, you know, just getting people, convincing people to wear masks and everything. And literally yesterday was like, you know, the second, the second time that we, the, the end of the second run of like masks that the government was giving out to, to, to the public and everything and everyone was picking it up you know in a generally orderly fashion um, yeah. of course there, there are certain missteps here and there like, like the guy who went to ESO Garden or the, the foot the foot locker incident and all that but in general everyone has been like uh, you know quite on the ball and not like you know insisting on their rights not to wear masks and stuff like that la. and, and mm. as a whole as a community you know you know back in the day like before the World War Two and everything in Singapore, for example, um, to prevent the Japanese planes from like being able to spot places to bomb, everyone had to cover their windows with like uh, wood or black cloth, and even cars needed to have blinders around the the street, uh, the, the headlights and stuff like that. So, so all this oh, stuff fuck. in history, in history during these like very difficult times, right? And everybody has had to step up and do something, even if just a little small action in your own house before. So, you know, 
we are living in quite an unprecedented time and, and this even just the act of like just being part of this community and wearing a mask and going out and, and telling other people to wear their mask and go out and all that it, it's it's not as as uh, as insignificant as it seems like you know so so in, in, in the largest case of history I feel like it's not bad like we've done this together as a nation la. And so so poetic, right? You said before World War II, people were covering up their windows and blinds. Yeah. Now we are covering up our mouths. Yeah. I mean, of course, we still got taken over by the Japanese and everything. So it didn't yeah, pull, it's 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 forget pull, about but, that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we still got lost and dumped by the British and dude, everything. Dude, so that's, the kind of detail, just the, that's the kind of detail you leave out in the movie. You know, you just make a movie about people covering their windows and then the Japanese planes looking and then people just cut to the close up with their face them smiling and they'll be like yeah. bring it on and then you roll the credits you don't <laughs> yeah. fucking show that we still got fucking destroyed by the Japanese like. yeah 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 but, but you know it's, it's, it's still something I, I think if I'm not, not saying that everyone is a frontline worker or what but you know I think everyone deserves a little pat on the back for just playing their part oh yeah uh, this feels found, like the start of an NDP rally, yeah. No, but that's why I also found it funny that like so funny that Lawrence Wong was like the I don't know whether it's the usual thing, lah, but he seemed to be the last person to talk at the press conference. Where where I was I was kind of expecting him to be the first because usually his he's the most like uh you know like the, the He's the COVID telling, guy. He's yeah, the COVID, he's the COVID guy, guy, guy right? you know, and then if anyone he's to the come COVID forward man. come forward and you know start the start the press conference or that, I thought it should be him rather than to end the press conference. But, uh, but yeah in la. some way ending ending it also is quite kind of a nice way. Like you know when Usain mm. Bolt runs the final hundred meters in his four by one hundred. I don't know. But but that's the difference is that people stop listening to a press conference after <laughs> yeah, after a while, true. you see. <laughs> you stop listening after the health minister talks, after Chan Chun Singh talks, after all these all these other people talk. The the new the new minister also uh, he spoke before Lawrence Wong. So I was kinda of like, oh, yeah, I was just waiting for Lawrence Wong to come in and, you know, I don't know, cry or something. But he didn't Maybe like Maybe Lawrence Wong is so like, he, he knows he's he's done a kick-ass job. He's, he's telling the other ministers, you know, like when, when a player's doing damn well in the game, score like four goals, penalty yeah. comes, you're like, you know what, just let someone else take it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Let someone, I'll, 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 I'll sit back la, because yeah, maybe, I'm maybe. the boss. Yeah. Maybe, I'm maybe. the boss. Or maybe he, yeah, just didn't want, the, he just didn't want to jinx it by like, crying in parliament and then after that everyone everyone score him again when the numbers go up uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> maybe maybe the other ministers like Gang Kim Yong you know, could see Lawrence Wong getting a bit teary eyed then he's like whispering to who else spoke uh? Uh, uh, Chan Chun Singh Chan Chun Singh and like, hey, yo Chan uh, fucking Lawrence uh, he's, he's teary yeah. man yeah. then like oh fuck this guy uh, yeah. okay okay put him back put him back push him back push him back push him back <laughs> but, yeah, just yeah, before so... he start tearing cut yeah yeah Oh, you were saying something? Uh, also, the fact that they are going to have vaccines for everyone. Oh, yes. We didn't even talk about that yet. What yeah. the fuck, man? Free holy vaccines shit. for everyone. <laughs> uh, that, one, that one, I felt like, okay, holy shit. That, that's that, one, that one, I was like, wow. Fuck, that is insane, man. I mean, given that, like, I think there was a survey done in the US where majority of rep- Republicans will not want to get vaccinated. Uh, yeah. like th- only thirty six percent one for for and it just feels like fuck. Can you imagine if the US has a like vaccines for everyone? They still have to convince. They're not even going to get vaccines for everyone in Singapore. Yeah. It feels like okay, getting vaccines doesn't feel like it's going to be the problem. It might be a problem convincing everyone to vaccinate themselves. Mm. I know the the ministers have also been very very open saying that okay, it's not going to be compulsory. Yeah. Um, but 
they will definitely find some way to incentivize it with NTUC vouchers or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that everyone is going to have a vaccine, Free. holy yeah. shit, man. Actually, actually um, yeah. stepping back, the context, so you're saying in other countries it's not going to be free, right? I think, yeah, it's not going to be free because it's also, there's not going to be enough for the whole population. And mm. when there's scarcity, there will be some, something's got to give. I think mm. people pay, people get access to it. Uh, and in some way, you could argue that's the free market, right? Yeah. But in Singapore, yeah. they're like, they're, the communism, like, you know, don't, whoever is a Singaporean, you will get your fucking vaccine. Don't care mm. how much we can potentially make from it and all, which is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, they, they, that means we are getting the vaccine only about one month after the US gets it, lah. And and so 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 it's quite a it's quite. I mean, as a country, it means we're quite you know ahead of the queue and everything, lah. Yeah, and and one thing Lee Hsien Loong did say, he said something about how you know the fact that we can do this did not come overnight. It's been years. Mm-hmm. So that that is when I felt like, hey, that's true, man. Like fucking Singapore, uh, you can imagine the negotiations that were going on in the background between our government and the pharmaceutical companies, the vaccine developers, because ultimately everyone in the world is trying, clamoring for it, right? And for mm. them to get access to that and for, I know it's going to be a big thing for SIA as well to be in charge of transporting the vaccines because some of the vaccines, like I think the Moderna one needs to be stored at minus 70 degrees. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, so so there's a whole bunch of, of, of engineering and tech that needs to be done. So that was when I was like, oh shit, that is, that is, pretty fucking dope man yeah and I think that the point when they said that they they and all the senior ministers other ministers in cabinet will be getting the vaccine I was kind mm. of like thinking well, are they going to like do a live stream or something like that, <laughs> yeah, that all of them awesome. all stand up together and then they all just jab themselves or they get people to jab them all at the same time while saying the pledge no they jab each other oh, you know what would be best what? If, if the opposition parties jab the PAP the PAP jab the opposition parties hold on what better sign no leader opposition must jab the prime minister and vice versa <laughs> right like you must choose one person on the opposite side to, to jab yeah, to jab you back. Yeah, that's why. And must also have multiracial, so it cannot be just a Chinese jabbing Chinese. It must yeah. be Indian. If Pritam jabs Lee Sen Lung, then maybe uh Shamugam can jab Pritam. Uh, oh yeah. No, this is where all the fucking tension, right? Like Vivian Balakrishnan can uh jab Chisun Juan, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna uh, say Jamus. You're gonna jab Jamus and then Jamus will jab him back. No, but Vivian Lovingly. and, and Jamus, yeah, that's why lovingly. <laughs> What if it's an awesome live stream? Man. I tell That'd you, be what, fucking awesome. I tell you, I'll pay for that, man. I'll, I'll fucking pay for that. I'll pay for that more than I'll pay for the vaccine, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. watching the ministers in parliament, just just have them all there, you yeah. know, like, and just fucking jabbing each other. Yeah. You know, it's like Secret Center. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, Secret yeah. Center. You can be your secret, <laughs> your secret jabber. Secret jabber. <laughs> it's like oh, other parliaments, like in Taiwan, you know, people are fighting in parliament. In Malaysia, <laughs> the opposition MPs are all the MPs are turning up in PPE. And kind of PPE. Like our Singapore <laughs> government is like giving each other COVID nineteen vaccines. Wow. Yeah, you can lao. you can imagine the speaker of the house saying, "All right, ministers, look under your seats," and then they're like, "Oh yeah, fucking take out the seat, open a piece of paper." Oh, I got Tarman. Wow. Come on, Tarman. My jab, buddy. Oh, I love it. That would be fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I think Hinks Wicket would be a would be a shaky jabber. <laughs> you know, like as he's as he's holding the needle, he'll just be like this. Yeah, fucking that's not, just like oh shit. That's not, yeah, uh, be making fun of any 
any uh, stroke patients or anything like that. I mean, la, now you make me feel like shit. <laughs> I just saying, I just saying, pointing out. Hey, but did you see his recent Instagram of cheersing with Kopi or not? No, I didn't. What, what happened? You didn't see? No. Like, um, it was, like he was in front of the camera, he received a cup of Kopi, uh, black Kopi, uh, and then he said something and he's like, cheers, and then he handed it off to his left. Um, and it just feels like something your uncle would do lah. You mean what? Then he hands it over to like, then you can take from your right He hands side it off screen lah. No, he oh. hands it off screen. So, okay. my question was, who is he receiving it from and who is he passing it to lah? Oh, I see, I see. And this was from Instagram? Oh, but I think it was on Instagram. Okay, or, okay. I don't think it was on TikTok, but I remember seeing a video. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, like fucking, if the jabber, if the jabbing thing happens uh, whew, that would be great, man. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. But and I, then think, I think um, they haven't given a lot of details about when exactly everything will roll out, right? They just said by the end of the month or something. Uh. The, by the end of the month, the first shipment will come. Um, yeah. And I think over the next few months. Mm. Uh, but even then, there are some other other big changes, I guess. The, uh, I know, okay, gatherings can increase to from five to eight. But then mm. even live, live ev- no, not say live events. The one thing I feel bad for is that fucking live performers and all right like uh, mm. I think they might have to pivot and start offering their services as somewhat uh, religiously tied or something like all the stand-up comedians because you can you can perform live music for mm. for worship services and congregational services I think mm. Um, so <laughs> I don't know for all the musicians out there is that like because there's there's not much talk on the nightlife the social life and the 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 perf- perf- performing arts like I know there have been some trials I know mm-hmm. Rishi Sharul and Faz and a bunch of other Singaporean stand up comedians uh had and are uh, having a few live shows at Capital Capital mm. Theatre but even yep. then it's like hundred people when the mm. capacity of Capital I think is a lot more than that so yeah. I don't know there wasn't much much about about that like, right they said they will increase uh. Oh, out, to f- 250. Outdoor life, yeah, outdoor life performances to five times 50. That like, means two, uh, like five groups of 50. So 250 people in a performance. So so that's actually, it's, it's quite an improvement from 100. Yeah, mm. it's, oh, then there is yeah. there is a limited pilot program for the nightlife industry. Mm, oh, three, that was part of the swabbing yeah, shit and all, right? There's going to be three bars that allow, that are going to try this out. Yeah. And and and, oh. uh, but it's still very it's very restricted and it's still very it'll be very closely monitored. Like if anything fucks up, they're done. They get shut down and all that la. I see. I but see. the, the, okay, the funny I st- one, I stand corrected. Yeah, and then the but the funny one I saw was like indoor marriage solemnizations and funerals will now allow yeah. live instrumental music, but except for wind instruments. So no wind instruments, but everything else is is okay. <laughs> so you cannot. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, yeah, so la. Kenny G and and you know anyone who plays a flute or, or a trumpet or that. Sorry, you cannot. Because because have you seen those wind instruments at orchestras? Like the 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 spittle really dribbles out, no? Yeah, but it dribbles uh, out, right? It doesn't like it doesn't like but, fly out. But like I guess that. it's one of those things. It's one of those things that, uh, compared to like percussions or guitar, where you can do it with your mouth closed, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Or you can wear a mask. Oh, you can wear a mask mm, yeah. for the other performance. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I see then yeah. now. <laughs> but what if you now put can... 
What if you put a mask at the where the opening of the your then the sound is? will be different lah. <laughs> Fuck lah, Terrence. That also must explain to you. <laughs> you go and funny. ask like Celine Dion to sing with and without a mask. Confirm will sound different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> wow, I mean, I was just thinking that now, yeah, musicians maybe also got to learn pivot to adjust. Pivot. Yeah, pivot lah. Yeah, Those pivot. who play wind instruments, especially. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry man. <laughs> Yeah, the you know, the wind is not blowing your way yet. Yeah. Uh. Here's some skills future. Unfortunately, skills future. Yeah, this skills you learn. Go learn, learn guitar, learn yeah. drum, yeah, learn the triangle, learn the cymbal. Yeah, all those that you can do with your mouth closed. Yeah, but but all in all, yeah, the the vaccine we are getting. I mean, it was also quite uh exciting. Uh, the way Lee Sin Long announced like after trying trialing the vaccines from like different or examining the vaccines from different companies, then they ended up going the Pfizer one, right? So so there was like I don't know if there was a group of like Pfizer executives who were like, you know, watching a TV, drinking beer, and then and then when the name was announced, they like yeah, he's got <laughs> no, the contract, <laughs> like you know, that kind I of think, Oscar awards or what. I think that probably happened. Oh, but they fucking they they should have done it like that, you know, and yeah, the nominees yeah. for yeah. vaccinations are <laughs> Moderna, Pfizer, uh, blah blah blue, blah blah blue, Sinovac, uh, yeah. and. The tender goes to yeah. Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But but, but it's true, I think they are gonna. I think they are gonna bring out the the batches from the other providers as well. Oh yeah, yeah. they said it, depending on the efficacy and everything lah. It's just the first batch. Yeah, depending will, on the efficacy. The main batch will be Pfizer and lah, right? Yeah. Do you, but yeah, but do you think do you think this will be the dawn of the anti vaxxers in Singapore? Or not? I, the dawn you I, think there's a I mean there's as in the, the, the coming out la, okay, the so coming the, out yeah the, one of the interesting questions during the press conference was why did they just make it compulsory to take the vaccines and everything la? so mm. I think the the answer was that they you know at the end of the day a lot of the even the vaccinations that your children take and all that actually they're all voluntary or so they're not they're not being forced on your kids a lot of them la, some of them are compulsory I think a mm. lot of them are, are, are voluntary so um, they want to make it as easily available to people as possible and, and give them as much information but ultimately the you know the they, they also have to weigh against the pros and cons because there are cons especially for for immunocompromised people right to, to take vaccines and all that so mm. it's tricky la, yeah so that means in school BCG and all uh, when we were younger that's not that's not compulsory yeah? I think it's compulsory but there are others that are are not like 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 I mean for for newborns and all that. There's a whole there's a whole list of vaccine vaccines that uh are not are not uh, compulsory lah. And then it, sometimes oh. you travel to when you travel to certain countries, like you're required to t- take certain vaccinations before you go. Oh, that that is compulsory lah, right? Uh, so, to some travel are, to those countries are. lah. But well, what yeah, we're saying is are. that if you choose not to go to, go to those countries, you don't have to take the vaccination, right? Correct, correct. But in Singapore, you can't choose to. Not be in Singapore lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing- yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. So, so I mean, yeah, I think, I think maybe, in some way, you know, like even, I think they will find a way to really push people to get vaccinated la. It's like you know the Trace Together app. Mm, I mm. think next year they're gonna roll out. Uh, only you can only enter with the Trace Together app. You can't scan a QR mm. code anymore. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So in some way. I don't know, maybe this vaccination thing, you know, like the BCG, you can tell when someone has a BCG. Maybe yeah. if you get a COVID vaccination, there'll be some something, you know, mm. fucking on your head, there'll be like a, a cross or something. Then people know that, oh fuck, he hasn't been vaccinated, hasn't been yeah. vaccinated. 
then maybe there might be taxes for people who don't get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, then you're like, yeah, you're free to not get vaccinated, but uh, you'll you'll pay a one percent more tax. Yeah, well, I, I guess the, the the thing about these vaccines is like, yeah, you know, the world. I think the the whole world will be watching as well. Like, so when travel sort of starts resuming again, my my guess is there'll probably be like rules that if you're not vaccinated, you can't enter the country and all that, lah. Yeah, la, You need yeah. there'll be your badge. Uh, you you need to, uh, like you'll get a card or something like that. It'll be your new, uh, dr- drinking age, lah. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, you know, welcome to our restaurant. Wait, you haven't got vaccinated? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. Oh, but it's but it's pretty crazy, yeah, that everyone's getting it for free. All Singaporeans and long term residents, man. Yeah, yeah. So long term residents, what does that qualify? Uh, I'm not very sure actually, but but mm. I'm, I'm guessing just PRs. I don't think work passes, work permit holders. Yeah, yeah. We get it, lah. Right. Oh, crazy, yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, kudos to Singapore. Yeah. Kudos so, yeah. to Singapore. Let's keep our fingers crossed that that you know this is the it continues to go in this direction. Nah. Yeah, man. In fact, I mean that sets the a nice context for our goofy topic for for this week. Yes, yes. which is that uh, there were apparently I think over the past few weeks uh the uh there were apparently a bunch of like really long check in times uh for hotels around Singapore. Up to seven hours, no. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I think uh, basically so, it's over the yeah. last weekend uh, when a lot of hotels opened for staycations for the first time uh, mm. this past weekend, and there were queues of like between three to seven hours just to check in, even after people had made reservations already, and a lot of them were using their Singapore Discover's vouchers, which were free, like hundred dollar credits that. That all Singaporeans got to spend on tourism-related stuff, lah. Mm. So, so oh, this was the first weekend that people could stay. Ah, eh? uh, no, it's not. It's not the first weekend, but for some some of these hotels, I think it was the first. Oh. Like, I think the park, the Grand Park one was that was the first weekend that they opened up for staycase. Yeah. Do 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 you think you if you didn't have uh uh like if you weren't so um. If 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 you didn't have your kid and all, do you mm. think staycation would have been something you would have looked into at this point in time? No, actually, yeah, I was I was pretty keen on it. But then, uh, one recurring common recurring theme I keep hearing is that, or at least I hear stories of, is that a lot of these hotels when those people check in, they find a lot of cockroaches in them. Then I realized, I mean, given what's been happening in the last few months, where rooms have been empty. Uh, you know, staff cleaning staff and all the stuff have been probably cut, right? Like less resources spent on cleaning, means that a lot of these like uh, empty hotel rooms all have probably become breeding grounds for a lot of pests, uh, like like baby oh, yeah, cockroaches yeah, yeah, yeah. and all. That. So it's not surprising that you know the first batch of people going in would discover a lot of pests, you know, whether dead or alive, and and yeah, you be, they'll basically be all over like your beds, your your carpets and everything. So so because it really it really reminds you that um it's like uh the, the hotel when when it's in full capacity and you know there's a very high turnover rate that's probably when it's at its cleanest because they really have to clean clean the hotels very thoroughly lah right but yeah. when it's when they are empty and left alone and no one's really going it may seem like a very nice quiet thing but it will, but what it is actually is a breeding ground for a lot of other organisms so. Yeah, and also if you imagine, uh, because 
I'm guessing the staff at the hotels also it they they were everything was like spanner in the works like the way they operate mm. and all that. So I think you know this kind of pest they breed when they are they have opportunities to breed like right. Mm. So it just feels like this whole year yeah for the for the pest it's been interesting for them as well. Um, but I mean I would say yeah I also was thinking about doing a staycation thing but. I don't know. It felt like you know when you're waiting for a plane, um, the and then when the gates open and everyone fucking goes, mm. um, and I I think at some point I realized like okay, thankfully, uh, the flights don't have free seating. So if you don't have a huge bag with you, why the fuck would you want to rush la? I know there are pros and cons, but I've always found it so much more relaxing to let the people go. And then at once you are towards the end where you can just walk in and go, it's always a lot more peaceful. Of course, if you have mm-hmm. a bigger hand on carry on, that's fine. But now there's also six months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like, wow, well, fuck. Right? I would rather to use the rediscover oh, vouchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah correct. Yeah. Right. So, and it feels like, okay, it was obvious that it is going to be a bottleneck. Um and thank God I didn't buy something, uh, a staycation because, god damn, like, can you imagine you only have like a weekend already and you're not traveling? Mm. You're fucking seven hours. Mm-hmm. Seven hours. Holy yeah. shit, man. I mean, but but that's it. I can also, I, I, I don't want to merely say that, oh, you're such an idiot for wanting to do a staycation. Why not just stay in Singapore? Because uh, I can empathize with some people who, they have had to delay certain plans of theirs, like, whether it's, to propose to a girlfriend or, or you know, do honeymoon or things like that. And and so the staycation is for them a very big thing. Like, like I literally know someone who is booking a staycation so that he can propose to his, uh, you know, his girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, the, all the other options that were available previously, like going overseas to propose or, or going for a nice holiday and just proposing in a nice hotel room overseas, all that is gone. Now, you're, all you have is just Singapore, you know, <laughs> So if you had a, if Singapore basically was the only place you had to choose, uh, you had to choose somewhere in Singapore propose lah, then yeah lah, that's where st- probably a staycation still feels like, okay, it's a bit different lah, as opposed to, okay, hey, let's go out for dinner, then you go for dinner, then propose, then you come home to your to your family and all that kind of stuff. It's very, very like normal day lah, you know. Was it, was it this weekend that he <laughs> went to book to propose? Uh, not this weekend, but but next weekend actually, thankfully. Oh, Thank, thankful wow. for him, yeah. But but so I can understand how, you know, a lot of these, you know, they whether it's a special occasion they want to celebrate or what, it's just been impacted by COVID. And then if they want to do a staycation, let them do a staycation, lah. You know, I'm not gonna say that, you know, just just this wait wait or be silly or don't be silly or anything, lah. You know. Mm. Yeah. So mature are you? No, you know, once I, in a while. Yeah. Sorry, why? Once mm. in a while, what? No, I mean. Again, I didn't say they were idiots. I just said that it was clear there was going to be a bottleneck. Uh. Yeah. Because I could tell your condescension just fucking like, you know, you know you're the, the, when you're in a group of friends and then you say something and then someone else kind of passive-aggressively <laughs> shits on what you were saying without doing it, which is even worse. Yeah, yeah. Fucking moral high ground piece of shit. Empathy. <laughs> so empathy is an important thing. Oh, yeah. fuck you, okay? This is the third third time in this fucking podcast I think that you have shared on me condescendingly and passively, okay? If you want to do it, you'd be active. No, it's okay? passive, passive aggressively. It's not passive. Passive aggressively. Yeah, passive. No, you passively, you passively shared on my, 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 my ranting. 
We're not passive. Not only shit. Not only yeah. shit. You make it seem like you're an angel <laughs> who's like, oh, Mister Optimism, dude. It's just, it's just fucking like I don't know what's come over you, man. <laughs> no, you but being a dad, lah. No, I'm trying to be objective. Like you tell me, Foot Locker. I feel then that is stupid. You know, queuing up for Yeezys. That's stupid. But staycation, I can sort of see. I can understand why you know why why is rougher for people. I'm, I'm sure yeah, you know yeah, why. Because you're. Because no, you're no, enlightened and then no, no. this shit. But the truth is, you you have a girlfriend. Everything. Last time you can mm. plan holiday, all this kind of thing. Now it's like special occasion. You got to like it's just the same shit, lah. Find another restaurant. Yeah. Find another. Okay, the one thing, thing right? the one thing I will agree is that uh, like with having more people crammed into the house, which yeah. I'm also experiencing yeah, as having some time out, can be helpful, yeah. But maybe maybe it would have been just. I don't know if this was the first weekend that those hotels were opening up. Mm. I don't know, man. Just feels like uh, I know there are other factors at play, uh, but when I saw that, I was like, mm. "Wow!" Uh, can't say I feel very bad for them also, lah. Mm. No, I, I, I mean, I, I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad. I okay. I take that back before you fucking <laughs> stand on your pedestal and ivory tower and be like, you know what? You shouldn't say that. <laughs> I found it. I found it a little, a little. Um, uh, how you say? Uh, let me pick my words correctly. I uh, found it a little, a little interesting. Ah, I found it interesting. Shit uh, on that, man. Interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> you sharpening your 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 bowels, really? No, no, no. no. Now, now it brings me back to like I think we 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 spoke about this before. Like, hey, is this topic worth talking about? Like, right? We were having yeah, a little right. discussion. <laughs> then I think <laughs> you were very insistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I was a bit more like now. Now we understand why, like, right? yeah. <laughs> Hey, okay, this was you piece of shit. Okay, so for those of you listening, right, when we were deliberating this, yeah, Terence said, "Is it that interesting? Me is is boring." Then, uh, we had a bit of a debate, and then before this thing, I told Terence, "Hey, you know, actually, it was quite funny what you said just now about shitting on this thing. You know, uh, it might be interesting." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I just thought it was not interesting. I'm not going to bring it up." <laughs> then you see what the fuck you just did. <laughs> No, because now, in a in some funny way, it's funny to talk about <laughs> about how we reacted to this topic and came up and ended up talking about it, Because it's just other than the announcement at five pm, it's been a rather slow news day, la. Or there yeah, are there, true, okay, No, there are topics out there, but I think, uh, I think you didn't want to talk about it quite specifically, la, Right? We don't have to mention. We don't have mm. to mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing salacious <laughs> or what? Just, just. Not in our taste to talk about. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you are listening and you found neither of the topics we spoke about today and want to know what were these topics that we sidelined, uh, we can share in the Reddit lah. But until yeah. then, we are not. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we correct, have correct. we have faith and confidence in our decisions. Yeah, correct. Uh, even if we disagree on them, that's yeah. part of the process. It's true. Part correct. of the process. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. All right. That brings, brings us, us to the to third and final segment. Which is the one shook thing? So, what is your one yeah. shook thing? My one shook thing is I I happened to chance upon uh snippets of the Mourinho documentary on Amazon. Mm. Um, is it the one about him and Tottenham? At Tottenham, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't watched it, but I think that's the next show I'm gonna try and watch because I just thought it was fucking interesting because. Uh, for those who may not know, I think everyone listening probably knows who Mourinho is, but the interesting thing about 
where this documentary started was when Pochettino, who was the ex-Tottenham boss, got fired and Mourinho got brought in. Literally, the first episode starts with him coming to this club where, I mean, everyone in soccer knows Mourinho uh, and Tottenham was a very talented team. They achieved some stuff, but they still won in the echelons of like the the Barcelonas and all that. Lah. So mm. I just saw snippets and I was like, oh, fuck, this is, this is kind of interesting because he's always been an interesting character. Mm. And watching some sort of reality TV show that doesn't feel trashy uh, and follows a sport that I've always uh, loved, uh, though at varying degrees over the course of the past twenty years. Mm. I just thought it was yeah. This this seems this seems like it could be interesting, la. Yeah, and I I think I saw a snippet also, and I thought it was quite interesting because I think it was a snippet of him uh, scolding the Tottenham team for yeah. not defending uh, a certain sequence where the Arsenal team had like three direct shots at goal, like one after oh, another. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct, yeah. So it was quite interesting because yeah. um, I always think about like like what what goes on behind the scenes at halftime and all that. And and the the very interesting fact that Mourinho is a non-player coach. That means he never played at a professional level before he became a coach. So yeah. how does someone like that, you know, motivate these like young athletes who have achieved so much more uh, you know, athletically in their primes than Mourinho ever did. La. How does he like, you know, motivate them and, and, and get them to work together as a team? Because Mourinho's teams are always known for very strong, very uh, disciplined defense. And he doesn't take shit mm. from, from players that don't want to play defense. La. So so it's quite... But at the same time, he also causes a lot of division within the dressing room. So I've always been very interested to find out like how he talks to them and all that. Yeah, and, and I know there was some criticism saying that, okay, is he just playing up to the camera and all? But, I mean, part of that's his nature, right? Whenever he talks at press conferences, he does his interviews, he knows how to work the camera. Mm. And I just found out reading a review that the narrator is Tom Hardy. What the fuck? Oh, seriously? <laughs> I don't know wow. why the fuck he's, he's narrating. But, but, I mean, if you think about the role of a soccer manager, right? Because I think growing up, you know, you want to be the player and all that. Mm. But the role of a manager, already, you know, like the stereotypical... Um, like the jock lah, right? Yeah. These alpha males who are all all fucking like they 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 are super confident and they want to be the best in the world. Managing a team like that, right, is fucking hard. And like what you said, Mourinho never played football. If you're mm. being managed by someone like Zidane, you know, mm. at the back of your head, he's won the world's best player twice. He's won a yeah. fucking everything, and there's that there's that respect. Like, can you imagine when Mourinho was coming up and having to manage players without having played himself? Even yeah. Ferguson was a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't the best, but at least he kind of knew the whole process. La. So, yeah. fucking have to give props to Mourinho. La. So, yeah. the documentary seems interesting. La. Mm, definitely. Uh, definitely were interesting. And, and I mean, we, we talk about Mourinho, but he's also evolved, I think, his playing style, I mean, his coaching style and all that over the years. So, uh, mm. I mean, uh, everyone always talks about Mourinho having this like three-year stint right, where he can't stay at the club for more than three years. Because the the, mm. the dressing room just revolts against uh, uh starts to have uh it starts to have a lot of uh, dissent within the dressing room and then they start to revolt against his tactics and everything. But um yeah. but yeah, interesting to see if, if that has evolved since uh no, and, two spells at Chelsea, is, one at Manchester United and everything. Uh, yeah. And, and the thing is now like I mean Tottenham is fucking good, lah, right? Mm, they trashed Menu six one yeah. like a few yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. So so that's interesting to see what how he laid the 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 ground la. Yeah. Oh, that was a very interesting one shot thing. Yeah, man. You see, I'm I'm making up for 
for for passively aggressively <laughs> shitting <laughs> on your <laughs> on your topic. Dude, <laughs> you know if you just left it at very interesting, I would have been. Oh, you know that's nice. But then now you taking credit for that. Oh my god, dude, that's a new low, man. That is a new low. Anyway, new low. Uh, uh, what is what is your one shock thing? My one shock thing is uh on December eighth. Uh, Uniqlo released the the latest product that uh was very eagerly anticipated for years, and it sold out within ten minutes. Uh, I don't know around the world, uh, but at least in at least in uh in the U- I think in the UK at least it sold out in like ten minutes, or in the US like, it sold out in ten minutes, and that was the Roger Federer RF logo cap. Oh, is it? Yeah. So because you know Roger <laughs> Federer. F- when he left Nike and signed signed a multi year deal with Uniqlo, uh, yeah. apparently the RF logo, the very specific RF logo that you used to see on all his shoes and his merchandise and all that, apparently the RF logo, uh, Nike was claiming it as theirs, whereas Roger Federer was like, no, it's mine. So when he went to Uniqlo, he went there without the rights to the RF logo, which, which mm. you, you've seen a lot of people wearing at all his Grand Slam finals and everything. But finally, after like, I think after almost four years, four, three, five, four, five years of signing with Uniqlo, he finally managed to get back the rights for the RF logo and he released a whole new line of like basically RF logo caps uh, branded by Uniqlo, uh, made by Uniqlo and they just sold out within 10 minutes. uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, I mean. Did you try to buy it? I don't know whether they were available in Singapore, but. No, I I mean it's something that I think they will just keep releasing and have on shelves, but but I'm 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 very keen to like get them in multiple colors because like you know to me Roger Federer is like the legend the legendary sportsman who didn't like you know uh, who didn't like get involved with prostitutes or drugs and all that nonsense yet lah. Not like oh like uh, Tiger Woods until, and, or, or until, like Michael Jordan yeah, we, shit on his teammates and everything you know. We wait ten years for the Roger Federer documentary. Yeah, yeah then there's something. <laughs> then yeah, then we see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean I mean even that, even just the whole process of him having to fight, not not say fight la, but argue with Nike about the RF logo, that, that made me feel even more for, for Roger Federer because it's like you know, like Nike, the big corporation is trying to like hold on to this thing and, and they know that it's valuable and all that. And yeah. so, so I was hoping to see it like I mean, at least he get it. He gets it back, and then he manages to sell it to someone else, lah. You know who who he's working with. So so because it, it, you know, it's, awesome, yeah. it's all about IP and all that, right? And a lot of times, the yeah, yeah. the the small the small guy gets fucked over by the big corporations because of of IP laws and all that kind of nonsense, which yeah. we we also have some experience with. So yeah, I was like rooting for him to get it back, lah. And uh, yeah, finally he got it back and. You can uh, hopefully be able to walk into Uniqlo and buy a Roger Federer cap soon. Oh, wow, that'd yeah, be cool. It comes in eight eight colors, and uh, yeah. Is it like some air or something? I don't know about the materials or anything, but but it it just comes in like uh, eight colors, and uh, uh, the the lowest I mean the lowest one being fifty USD or something like that. Uh. Eight unique colorways. Wow. Oh, I that guess I guess cool. yeah. I guess they come in is different he, different colorways. Yeah, he still uh hasn't retired y- yet, lah. Right? No, but this season he set out because of he had uh two knee surgeries on both knees, lah. 
Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean the uh, might as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean it's the best year to sit out like, if any. So oh, shit. If anything, yeah, at least it's a it's a nice way to if oh if Christmas is coming, if you're able to get one for your friend who's a fan of tennis or what, it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's my one shot. All thing. right. Sweet. Okay, cool. cool. That was a uh, that was below an hour, man. No, but but, I mean, just, but the stuff we talk about is important, man. Phase three, it's, yeah. it's time to celebrate. No, I think I think below it, it felt it felt like it was a it was a right length. Mm, it was correct, yeah, correct. it felt like it was short and sweet. Yeah, and yeah, that's all for today. Till the next time. Adios.